We are live. We are back. New York Sports Exchange episode number 53. And we have a UFC 280 preview with our UFC expert and Siena College's own. Don't forget, Wally Klein. Very fun, very fun conversation we had about UFC. Three big fights coming up on Saturday. But nonetheless, we have to talk about the other things. And those other things being the negatives. And I said, the no, Yankees. No, we don't. No, I mean, we, don't. we have to. We have to. The Yankees are Don't down. This. The Yankees are down two games to none against the Houston Astros. We feared this. We knew this was going to happen, but we're all just shocked. And just, I'm so pissed off. I want after we're recording this on Friday, by the way. Some things came up. Game went too. We were going to record after the game, then the game went too long, and it was just not. I was angry. You were you were going to get me in a bad mood, and I don't think anyone yeah. wants that. But um, oh, you, you all want that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants it. Come Everyone on, wants that. But I mean, just the whole thing with the so they drop game one. Let's just get right into it. We get, we'll talk football, NLCS. Knicks opened. Knicks and Nets lost tough games, and the Rangers and Islanders both lost very winnable games yet. Very winnable games yesterday. So let's get right to it. Game one. I think the main thing that we need to talk about with game one is the hitting and the questionable, question, very questionable bullpen decisions. Yankee strike out 16 times. 16 times. It was 16. Wow. Strike out 16 times. And the Astros struck out twice. 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 Yeah. Awesome. I'm like a mental patient right now. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Go team, as Justin Herbert once said. But I love that, dude. I just, like, there's no, like, I don't understand the lineup going into, like, the first half where. In the first, and, like, I get it. Matt Carpenter in the line. Stanton in left field was something that needed to be done because okay. of what happened in the Cleveland series where all these blue pits were coming into left field and nobody would get him. Mm-hmm. Like, just no one would get him. And then it then it just got to the point. And it, it, it made sense for Stanton to be in left field because there's not a lot of ground to cover in left field at Minute Maid Park. It, it, yeah. it makes sense, like... There's there's really no room, which is good for Giancarlo because every time he does move, he gets hurt. But the thing that really like annoyed me was like in all of Stanton's years in Miami, like he played the field, and then like every time like Stanton like came near like a ball in the outfield, all the broadcasters are like, "Oh my god, like he's never done that." I'm like, "Yes, he has. Like, yes, he has." But nonetheless, you put Matt Carpenter in the lineup at DH, and now here's the thing, Matt Carpenter. I'm just gonna say it. I don't want to say it, but because but but my you anger to, my anger is making me say it. I'm afraid Matt Carpenter was a one hit wonder. I'm sorry, uh, he's a one hit wonder. I mean, dude, like right now it looks like it. Like, what is he? Oh, for seven with seven strikeouts this playoffs. But like the crazy thing is the guy. And now, granted, the guy hasn't faced live pitching in over two months, and you expect him to and Aaron Boone just like expects him to be like yeah like, go fuck hit against verlander yeah. <laughs> the yeah. guy who's gonna fucking win the cy young like it it, it, it just doesn't make sense it, yeah it's it, a super tough situation to be put into yeah i mean i just it just just the decision making and the injuries have fucked us because i know for sure if andrew benintendi was on the roster and in the lineup we would not be talking about this and maybe this series would be tied for all we know yeah, uh, 
I think it would at least be tied. Maybe we're like, up. I'm, I just I, I don't know. And just like the bullpen too. You throw Clark Schmidt in there. So you throw Clark Schmidt against Jordan Alvarez. Well, just saying, Clark Schmidt is awful against lefties. Yeah. Terrible. But you walk Alvarez, and then who is up? Bregman? No, out, of the three, was... out of the three he faced that inning, it was – you know, it was Bregman because it was, was... Altuve, oh, yeah, Altuve was... Alvarez, Bregman, and then Tucker. But yes. you bring yeah, yeah, in yeah, – right. you bring in Clark Schmidt, who's good against righties. He's not good against lefties. So you Brutal. walk Alvarez – you walk Alvarez, yeah. You bring him, bring him in against a righty, and then Bregman, what he popped out, and then fucking you, like he's lucky he got he grounded into the double play, but mm-hmm. I was not confident whatsoever. And then oh, dude, he gives I up the they two. Going to tear the game open there. Yeah, and then he hits the he gives up the home runs off of Guriel and Jazz McCormick, and then you bring in Frankie Montes, who again hasn't pitched. In over a month. Yeah. And has never came out of the bullpen. Like, there's no... There's no common sense behind it. There, there's really no, no common... I, I want to know, like, what well, the they brought, is thinking. My bad. They brought in Trevino, and then they brought in... Lou Trevino, then they brought in Frankie Montes. But I just it just doesn't... Yeah. It, yeah. It, mind-boggling decisions. So the Yankees lose, and now I need to get to game two... Because that may have pissed me off even more. So they oh, do the dude, right thing. They do, so the, they do the right thing somewhat. They do the right thing. They put Peraza in the lineup. He's at shortstop. Literally first play of the game in the bottom of the first inning. Made he made a play, that, play. made a play that IKF would never make. He would no, no never way. make it. No way. The thing that also baffles me, though, Josh Donaldson sucks. <laughs> and it's not a baffling thing to say because literally – Mm-hmm. He looks like me in little me during my final year of little league, where I just looked at the fu- I couldn't even swing the bat because I was not used to people throwing breaking balls at me. <laughs> it's looking at three pitches down the fucking middle. It's like so what the funny. fuck? I just I, oh my god. Like literally, dude. Like I'd put up more competitive bat bats than him right now. And then the things like, that Boone is saying to the media when the Gold Glove finalists came out, saying that ridiculous that ridiculous that Judge didn't get nominated for a Gold Glove, but a Gold Glo- the Gold Glove is like the most meaningless award in sports, like every baseball award except for the MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Cy Young. But nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Judge, I, he says Judge didn't win a Gold Glove because he moved him to center field and it fucked him up, it fucked up the voting, and then they moved him back to right field. It was a whole big thing. Donaldson's yeah, defense, fair, Donaldson's defense has been good this year. It, it, it it's been good. And yeah. then he said IKF should have been in the mix. What the fuck? Is he on crack? What the fuck is it? Is he his biological dad? Like there's, there's is he, I mean, his biological son, excuse me. Like I blows my mind, blows my mind. And then it's going to even worse after the game. So after the game, Alex, Bre- so Bregman hits the home run to make it, what was it? Three, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. To make it three, nothing. And then judge gets screwed. Mind you, the roof was open. So the wind was blowing, whatever you deal with it. Mm. The Yankees clearly don't deal with it no. because 
Because they're like, oh, no, the roof is open. No, the roof is open. It screwed us. Like, if the roof was closed. For both teams. Like, Like, oh, my God. It just blows my mind. And this whole thing with Peraza and IKF. Because literally, like, it makes no sense how you bench your top prospect when you call when you call up your top prospect top prospect you expect him to play right away the guy has played Peraza's played like how many games you played like 10 if that and then they played like um they like played like the good lineup until judge hit 62 home runs and then once that happened they like brought in like the minor league lineup like like the b team lineup excuse me what makes you think that Peraza's just going to hop in there and just be like, I'm good, let's go? Yeah, like, dude, I I honestly want to know what's going on in Cashman and Boone's head. Because whatever it is, it's not working. Nothing works. I, I think nothing – it's just like um, the Astros own us. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they own us. They fucking own us. And, and I'm, I struggle to say that because I'm – Going into Game Three, very optimistic. Where because Cole's on the mound, I'm going Game Four, pretty optimistic too. Because Nestor's on the mound, but then you go to a possible Game Five, and you're going to throw JMO in there too. Does Domingo Herman fucking exist? It's brutal, man. It's like brutal. It, I I don't under I just don't understand like the the, the log, I don't understand the logic I don't understand the thought process behind this and I'll give props to a lot of people I I'm giving props to Michael K right now because Aaron Boone went on Aaron Boone did his weekly appearance on Michael K and he oh. literally literally straight up said like like what literally said to him like. Like, how did you expect Matt Carpenter to be who he was before he got hurt against the perennial AL Cy Young this year, even though he hasn't faced live pitching in two months? And then he just answered, oh, you're unbelievable. And then Mike's like, why am I unbelievable? It's a fair question. <laughs> it is a fair question, though. It's a pretty fair question. Yeah. It, it's a pretty fair question. I just, I don't understand how you blame, and I also don't understand how you blame the wind when you've struck out 30 times in two games. That is ridiculous. 30 times and you're blaming the fucking wind? Shut up. The roof was closed Shh. the first game, too. And the roof was closed the first game. You Blows my fucking mind. Blows my mind that every year we have to deal with the same shit. The same fucking shit every year. Every fucking year it's the same thing. Every Never year. Better. Never gets better. Never. Never. And the fact that everyone in the national media is saying that Oswald Peraza should be started should be a he's not a mid tier caliber shortstop he is a major league shortstop and he looks like it and next year I fucking guarantee you that we are going we are going to non tender IKF or not non tender I don't know how the fuck it works baseball free agency doesn't make sense to me we're going to fucking keep I- IKF. And he's going to be the shortstop, and Peraza is going to be rotting on the fucking bench because that's what's going to happen. Not because I want it to happen, because I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. So stupid, so stupid. Like, why are why are we going to have IKF play and start when we have Peraza, who will be a million times better than him? I just don't. I can't. Like, I'm worried. Like, what are they going to do with Volpe? Like, I'm not ready for the fucking the fucking manipulation of Anthony Volpe because that's just going to be the death of me. That's 
They're probably going to screw that me. up, too. They're, They're going to kill me. They're going to screw everything up. Brian Cashman is past his time. He's he is past his time. I said this during the collapse in August. I said this. Theo Epstein is the greatest baseball executive to ever live on this planet, and I can go to the grave with that. He broke the Cubs curse, and he broke the Red Sox curse. And by 2019, he took a job at the commissioner's office because the game got too ahead of him. And he said, nope, I'm going to bow out gracefully. I've I've done what what there, there has been to done in the sport of baseball. I'm going to bow out. I'm done. Brian Cashman's a fucking egomaniac. Yeah. No, literally. Like, there's and just, no better way to put it. He's a fucking egomaniac, and he just thinks that he's just better than everybody else. Because yeah. he has the Steinbrenners in his back pocket. And Aaron Boone is a puppet. He is a puppet. He is not a manager. And the fact that we have him extended for the next three years makes me sick. Makes Dude, Stan, me sick. Stan, literally me and you could go out and manage that team better than he could. Oh my God. I do. That is brutal. I do light years better than Aaron Boone. Yeah. All right. We're, that Yankee ranch just made me lose my mind. We're low on time. So I'm going to go <laughs> to the NLCS. Game three of the NLCS is tonight. Philly is going to be rocking. I'm going to say oh, that. Yeah. I know I've said I hate Philly and I hate the city of Philadelphia. I hate the Eagles. I don't hate. It would I don't be hate the Philly. So much fun to be there. Oh yeah, I don't hate. I don't hate the Phillies unless I have to hate them. There's a difference. Also, let me just say, back to the Yankees. We'll go straight back to the Phillies. Game three is a must win, not a can't lose. There's a difference. Yes. There's a difference between a must win and a can't lose. There's a huge difference. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, to the Phillies. Game three, Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Ranger Suarez on the mound for the Phillies. What do we think? See, you know, Padres with a huge game two win. That place was rocking, too. Uh, at 1 p.m. to their time, which was surprise, like yeah, that again makes no sense because baseball it's just doesn't. Who knows? Baseball but, makes its own fun, yeah, its own it miserable is. fun. Yeah, so I don't know. They're coming in with huge momentum, but Philly's gonna Philly's definitely gonna show out. I think, I think it could be a close game, like game. <laughs> I just lowered my chair. Holy shit. Okay, you have the Padres. This is so funny. Okay, you you have the you have the Phillies winning. Yeah, I think it's going to be close though. I, I got think... the I do have the Phillies winning the series, but I do have the Padres winning this game. Joe okay. Musgrove on the mound. He his one actually no, it he does very well in hostile environments. We saw that in Queens when Buck Walter thought he was cheating after six innings, even though they yeah. check him regularly. Yeah, makes sense, but. uh yeah, I think Musk. I think the pit. I think the pitching is is going to be the story of this series. I think, I think that Musgrove is a phenomenal pitcher, and I know Ranger Suarez pitched very well against the Braves in Game One of the divisional series. But I, I think that this Padres lineup, they they get hot at the right time. I mean, Josh Bell had a phenomenal game yesterday. He's been coming up recently. Juan Soto is the Best hitter, one of the best hitters in baseball. Manny Machado is one of the best all-around players in the sport. Jake Cronenworth is a monster in the cleanup spot. Yeah, I, I really, I like the I like the Padres to win this game. Do okay. I think the Padres are going to win the series? No, yeah. I think it's going to, I think it's going to at least six or seven. Yeah, give me the Padres. Okay, 
That is enough of baseball. Moving on to NFL before we get to our Thursday Night Football recap and our picks and predictions for Week 7. Christian McCaffrey gets traded to the 49ers for nothing but picks. I didn't expect it. I was expecting it. Was I expecting it to the 49ers? No. Was I expecting it last night? No. Not at all. But I think... I think that this is, I think San Francisco, they, San Francisco has realized with how the Rams have been this year that if they, listen, their running back room, I get that their running back room is good, but it's not great. You got Eli Mitchell on IR. Jeff Wilson hasn't really been the, the starting caliber running back that the Niners wanted them to be. And in order for them to take that next step and to win the division, they needed to get Christian McCaffrey. They needed to get him, and they did. So now that offense is loaded. Jimmy G, Jimmy G's got weapons now. Now the question is, the 49ers are a very like run-based defense. McCaffrey's a receiving back. What does it mean for Debo Samuel? Because sometimes they use him out of the backfield. Yeah, I don't think they're really going to be using him out of the backfield anymore. And what does this mean? For McCaffrey as well, because McCaffrey, granted, he, he is one of the best running backs in football. He's not the best run, like running running back mm-hmm. in the sport. See, so, you know, so what if, what if they continue to use Debo, but like they kind of use one of them as like a bait, as like a decoy? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I can see Shanahan doing that, but I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the most well-respected offensive coaches in the sport in yeah. the NFL, in the NFL right now. So he's going to be able to adjust to different things. And yeah, he'll, he'll figure something out. Now that Jimmy is – who knows what the fuck they're going to do now? Because if Jimmy – because they got Trey Lance with a broken ankle, mm-hmm. they had – like I don't know – I don't really know what they should do. I never really agreed with them starting Trey Lance over Jimmy G because Jimmy G was the one that brought him to an, AFC cha- to an NFC championship game. And yeah. – it was their defense that really screwed up that game, but th- this is a big leap. So now the teams in the NFC are going to go Philadelphia, San Francisco, and the rest of the pack. Yeah, that's realistically speaking. If I, it, that's realistically speaking. But I, if the Bias Giants will soon, <laughs> the, the Giants will soon be on that pack. But I, what this means for the Panthers now, it's a full rebuild. It is a full rebuild. They fired Matt Rule. They traded Robbie Anderson, who fucking stormed off the sideline. They traded. He was was like kicked off. That is true, but I did not think they were going to find a fucking trade partner the next day. That was ridiculous. That was literally right away. (laughs) That was ridiculous. And there's, it's really just a full rebuild. Fantasy wise, I really like Chuba Hubbard out of the backfield. They did say they're going to go with the committee. But I find that Chuba Hubbard really fits into the offensive scheme. Although I know Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator, but he really fit into what they were doing with McCaffrey. Deontay Foreman was a very did very well when Derrick Henry went down last year for the Titans. He's going to be really used as like a third down back, in my opinion, as like a third and short guy, just to fucking put just a fucking push in there. But they've made it clear that they're not trading DJ Moore. They see him as a valuable asset which kind of sucks because I really wanted the Giants to get him. Yeah. (laughs) But speaking of wide receivers, and we'll get to the Jet game 
right after we talk about this, Elijah Moore wants out. Yeah. And, and they don't want to trade him. And they don't want to trade him. And it, I, I remember Tim saying when Zach Wilson came back, basically saying like, when Zach Wilson comes back, you're not really going to hear much of Elijah Moore because Zach Wilson's favorite target is Corey Davis. Yeah. And Tim was right. So good job, Tim. Props very, Tim. very good job, Tim. Tip of the cap. Retoo packed. But, oh, but before we get to the Jets, let's get to the Thursday night game. The Cardinals take down the Saints. Finally, a Thursday night football game that was entertaining, at least. I mean, the pick six where the guy diving into the end zone and Andy Dalton just fucking shaking his head was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, that dude, was that, was so funny. that but, game wrangle was hilarious. I do have to say this: I'm giving a round of applause to my boy Kyler Murray for cursing out Cliff Kingsbury. Respect, Cliff Kingsbury's uh, once again. Cliff Kingsbury, not a good head coach. Yeah, he is awful. But I know Kyler Murray has just been. Has Kyler Murray been the best? Absolutely yeah. not. Literally, he thinks this is like so easy to the point where Cliff was just like, "Okay, you call plays in a fucking preseason game. See how it, see how fucking easy it is." And it wasn't. Yeah, but like, Kyler gets it done on Call of Duty Day. Like that's that's a that's a big win for him. Oh yeah, much respect to Kyler. DeAndre Hopkins came back and he balled out. He went off. He balled out. He did not score, but still, that's a huge. That's a good look for. That is a very good look for the Cardinals. Now, granted, they did play a very depleted Cardinals de- Saints defense with Marshawn Lattimore out, but hopefully, a sign of things to come for. Yeah, hopefully a sign of things to come for the Cardinals. All right. Picks and predictions. Let's go with the New York teams first. The New York Giants travel to Duval, Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Jaguars open as three-point favorites. And some people may hate it, but I love it. Keep on counting us out, Vegas. We're just like Providence basketball last year. You can fucking give us the smallest spreads. We're going to fucking win each and every time. I really think the Giant, like, I have to say it because I'm, like, the biggest Giant fan on this podcast or the only Giant fan on this podcast. (laughs) But there's, like, I'm, I'm, the, the Jaguars on, now, like, granted, Trevor Lawrence, great quarterback. Christian Kirk has been money well spent for the contract that he got, but he's been doing pretty well. Uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne have been great, but I really think the Giants win this one. I just mm-hmm. think that it, it just makes the most sense. Like I, like, I really don't understand like why Vegas is saying this, but I just want that. If the, Gi- the Giants can win with their defense, Ojalari's probably going to be out from what Brian Dable said. No. Kenny Galladay, no Kadarius Tony again. Doesn't really matter. We can win without him. We have. We're gonna go six and one. Like I said, we're going into our four e- four easy games, five and one. Mm-hmm. Where there's a there's a logist there is a legitimate chance that we go eight and two or nine and one. We have to win three minimum, at least, oh, at okay. least. And now the. To the other side of East Rutherford, the Jets travel to Mile High to take on the Broncos. Russell Wilson has been announced as a game time decision. So they don't want him to play. <laughs> they don't want him to play. They clearly don't. And I'm going to take Jets money line on this one. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, 
no doubt the Jets. Now, granted, the Elijah Moore thing isn't great, but Brees Hall looks like the offensive rookie of the year. Sauce Gardner looks like the defensive rookie of the year. Dog. Like I said on Tuesday, we are going to, in five years, we are going to look back at this draft class of Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson and just laugh our asses off and think, how the fuck did the Jets get them in at the same at the same class? Yeah. Like the Jets the Jets screw up so much. Like I'm happy for the Jets. And I don't hate the Jets. How did they manage? I don't hate them either. I don't hate the Jets. It's like some Jet fans hate the Giants. I'm like, dude, I don't hate you. I I don't hate the Jets. Like I don't care like literally, like when I was younger and like I have family members that are Jet fans. And literally when they made that run to the two AFC championship games when I was like ten year when I was like eight, mm-hmm. like I was fucking rooting for them. I was like, fuck yeah, the Jets. Yeah. That's like that's like the Mets, except for when we play the Mets. I'm like, other than that, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, other than that, I'm like, like fuck it. Yeah, yeah like, I was all, yeah, I, I was all in on Rex Ryan. Play like a Jet today, like <laughs> let's, like go, let's, go, let's go, let's go eat a goddamn, let's go eat a goddamn snack. <laughs> like I, I was all for it. All right, all right, okay, real quick, uh, because we want to get to the interview. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, Dak Prescott's playing. Uh, some picks that I do like. Packers minus four and a half, Jets money line, and I'll maybe lean towards taking Bengals minus six and a half against the Falcons, but the Falcons are undefeated against the spread all year, so we'll see what happens. Um, I do like the Chiefs to beat the Niners. I do like the Chiefs to beat the Niners, even if Christian McCaffrey's playing. Um yeah, the other primetime games, Steelers, Dolphins, Sunday night. This is like the third time in the Sunday night football on NBC era that the the third time Miami has played on NBC on Sunday night football. Even though the first time they played was like a kickoff to the year. Really? On, it was like, yes. Do, do you want to know what's even crazier? What? The Cowboys have played on Sunday Night Football on NBC since so since 2006. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have played on Sunday Night Football 56 times. <laughs> what? <laughs> they have played on Sunday like technically Sunday Night Football. So that's like including like the kickoff game like the first games uh-huh. of the year that are on NBC. They have wow. played on Sunday Night Football 56 times. <laughs> this is the Dolphins third. <laughs> yeah, wow. but I I Again, I, I like the Dolphins. The, the, the Dolphins should win that. If anything, I'd lean towards the under. Um, and then yeah. Monday Night Football, the Bears and the Pats. The Pats are favored by eight and a half. Yeah. Mac Jones. Appa- Mac Jones is questionable. Like I said, I do like Bailey Zappi. I like Bailey Zappi better than my, Mac Jones. That's all I'll say on that. Okay. That is all I'll say on that. Okay. Moving on. We're going to go pump them out real quick moving on to the nba the knicks the knicks lost a tough one in memphis now granted memphis grizzlies they were the two seed in the western conference so i'm not worried my expectations are very low for the knicks their home opener is tonight against the pistons i really liked what what i saw from the Knicks. jalen brunson looked pretty pretty good rj barrett did not really look that good i'll say that i'm i'm he always does this in the beginning of the year and that's why he's so hated on because he does not really have a good beginning of the year. And then towards towards like December, January, that's where that's where he really hits his stride. So I'm confident in RJ Barrett. Julius Randle looked like the Julius Randle of old. I Cam Reddish with 20 points off the bench. 
Tom Thibodeau should be playing him every fucking game. I don't know what he's doing. Play Cam Reddish. Must be they something got, in the New York blood. They don't know how to manage. They don't know how to manage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, like, look at fucking Gerard Gallant. He played the kids in the playoffs, and look what happened. But anyway, moving on to Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, funny. Oh, you make me laugh sometimes. That's funny. <laughs> That's very funny. They make me laugh at times. Uh, the Nets, they dropped a fuck it. They dropped a dud. Got blown out by the Pelicans, 130-108. to 108. Zion Williamson looks like Zion Williamson at Duke. Putting up, if I can find it, 25 points and 9 rebounds. Brandon Ingram. Always has, goes back to Duke. <laughs> we're in season, Terrence. We're in season. Brandon Ingram, 28-7-5. CJ McCollum has been a great addition for the Pelicans, 21, 4, and 6. Pelicans look good. They look really good. And Ben Simmons. Now, granted, I know we shit on Ben Simmons, but I will say he's not an offensive guy. He's a defensive guy. His defense is pretty good. The offensive stats are really good. He started. He started. He started too. Kyle Irving didn't really have a good game either. Shot 6 of 19. Kevin Durant was really the only bright spot. He dropped 32 points. Couldn't re- couldn't really get it done on the assist and rebound mark. The Nets kick off. The Nets, not kick off. The Nets play the Raptors coming off a win against Tim's Cavs. Although that was a brutal backdoor cover. That was awful. Terrence, did you see that? I had Cavs plus two and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was awful. That was awful. They play the Raptors. The Nets are favored by three. I think we know what to do. Knicks fans. Next fans at bet. Let's ride. <laughs> we, we the North. We the North. We the North. Um, outside of New York, I mean, the big story, the Lakers are 0-2. Who surprised? Not me. I mean, with that team, like, I mean, like, let's just say it. Like, I, I, I get that you people, I get you LeBron people believe in him. And that's that's fine. You're fans. I hate LeBron. So that's much. fine. We're fans. You're fans. We get it. But I really don't see LeBron succeeding with this team. I, I don't. And, and that could be that could be a fucking two game overreaction because the Lakers could fucking actually do something. But Russell Westbrook's not going to get it done. Anthony Davis does not look like the Anthony Davis old, and the supporting cast around him. I mean, dude, Westbrook Pat is Bever- just toxic. Pat Beverly, who else? They got Pat Beverly, freaking Lonnie Walker, like Kendrick Nunn's not going to get it anything he's not gonna finish that he's not gonna do the job like there's really what happened what happened with uh anthony davis i saw the video of his fall oh he's fine i think oh, he's fine okay yeah he's fine the lakers take down lakers lose to the clippers and the warriors tough times they have a game on sunday against the trailblazers moving on to the nhl the rangers and the islanders both had very winnable games that they lost. They lost the so Rangers lost to David Quinn. Yeah. David Quinn. Are you kidding me? That can't happen. That cannot happen. No. No, that was awful. No. That was really bad. Yeah. Pre- pretty fucking terrible to tell you. The power I mean, play could not do anything. Now, here's the thing, because Fox said this on the uh, intermission interview. I think them going, going on the power play so early kind of like screwed them. Yeah, because like they couldn't settle in five uh, five on five to start. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but that is kind the of third. Tough. The third period really set it all. They were outshot sixteen to one. Yeah, it's early. 
it's early with hockey. Yeah, I'm fine with that. There's the Islanders. A lot of games to go. I mean, the Islanders lost to the Devils too, as well to nothing. Something around the league. I mean, Vegas looks pretty good. Yeah, they look pretty good. Uh, they I picked mean, up their their team on paper looks sick. So yeah, they just, Vegas coming. Just up to them to to perform, and they'll yeah. do pretty good. Vegas was coming off a of back, not coming off a of back to back. Excuse me, they were playing. Winnipeg, they ended up winning 5-2. to two. Um, Definitely the shocker around the NHL, to say the least. The Buffalo Sabres are going into Canada and just kicking. They're just fucking kicking ass. Took down Edmonton. They blew out, at, they blew out Edmonton the other night, 4-2. They go into Calgary, who is hands down one of the best teams in the NHL right now. They beat them 6-3. Dude, and another thing I saw. Just hot. Yeah. Another thing I saw, too, Jirash Lefkowski. Had a phenomenal first goal. Now, granted, it was against the Coyotes. And Nick Suzuki pulling off a Datsuk on a penalty yeah. shot it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was disgusting. And another team I feel bad for, the Vancouver Canucks. They are winless. And they I think they've blown like two, like three two-goal leads this year. And I think half of them I, have been – I think half of those goals, goals are credited to Bo Horvat because I have him on my fantasy team. And every time I get a notification, I've just seen – I have him on my fantasy hockey team. And I'll just get a notification, like, at least, like, two times when the Canucks play. Goal. Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. And it's, like, ridiculous. All right. I mean, Tim has taught me worst goal – or worst lead in hockey is a two-goal lead. That is true. That is also in soccer, too. World yeah. Cup's coming up, too. We got to get someone on for, on for oh, that. Yeah. We need That's we need to find someone. We need to find someone that knows soccer. Should I think I know someone. or somebody. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, all right, so we're going to send you over to our interview with Wiley Klein. Very fun I- interview. Be sure to check out UFC 280. Um, yeah, we're not friends with Dana White in ESPN, so I can say illegally stream it if you want it. Like I, <laughs> I really, I, I don't really care. Um, keep in mind, it's going to be on early. It's going to be on at like main card's going to be on at like two thirty in the afternoon because they're in Abu Dhabi. So we'll, we dive into everything. Picks for the big for the big fights, parlays, fights to see. Hope you guys enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. Wally Klein. All right, big UFC pay per view coming up this weekend. Three huge fights, especially the main event. We'd like to welcome on for the second time, Siena College's own. Finally, more Sienna, more Mac representation on this podcast. I'm loving it. Wally Klein, Wally, how's it going? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me again. Love being. Oh, so yeah. How close are like your dorms? Like, are you where guys, are you? Like, where are you right now, Wally? I'm in Paddle. I could get over to you in like two seconds, probably. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a thirty, <laughs> it's like a thirty second walk. <laughs> it literally is. Um, all right, let's get it started. So first off, I want to say, Wally, you're in the fantasy football league, and I have not checked Don't the standings in a while. I actually <laughs> haven't even. I haven't checked I'm the. So I'm, I seriously haven't checked the stand. Oh, God. Oh, you could be Tim. Yeah, I was begging you guys on my knees for a receiver because everyone sucks. Dude, I, was I, not almost, I almost beat Tim by 100 points last week. Tim's bad, man. <laughs> if Tim, Tim listens to this, he's got to know his fantasy team is terrible. Tim's oh, terrible. No, like, I'll relive the message. He he's like, <laughs> he's like I no uh, punishment team. in this, right? There is no punishment. Okay, no toga run, Stan? Yeah, no toga <laughs> run. No, none of that bullshit. None of that bullshit. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see Oaks. And I, I, know. I don't think anybody even knows. I don't think any, 
for reference, my sophomore year of high school, I came in last in a fantasy baseball league, and then I yeah. the punishment was I had to run in my town in the freezing cold in a toga. No, it was you had a sweatshirt under. You were fine. I know. It I was fine. It, it wasn't bad. It, it actually wasn't terrible until like a guy in like until like a guy, a guy came up to me and like thought I was on like crack cocaine and like yeah. tried to like stop me. I'm like, no, this is this is real. Like I'm I'm sober. And we were yeah. we were like following you playing like Rocky music. Yeah. yeah. I ju- oh my god! So when funny. I couldn't when I couldn't cross the street. Yeah. Yeah. He had to hop into the car. Yeah, that uh, never doing that again. This is why I always take fantasy sports seriously now because I did not take that league seriously because I thought that I don't need pitchers. I needed pitchers in the worst way. Not good. Not good. Um, in other news, Wally Yankees tonight. What what are we? What are uh, we thinking? Man, I just as much as I want to have hope for this series, it's tough. I mean, the bullpen's in shambles. The bench isn't too good. I mean, it's just Astros have depth top to bottom. Yankees really don't. I think we'll squeak out, you know, two wins, but I don't see. I think this ends in game six. If it goes to – all right, I'll take six. That's a moral victory. Yeah, I mean the bullpen. I want to be close, but, like, when you're throwing in Clark Schmidt and Frankie Montas in, it's not good. Like, that's not not smart. And, like, the crazy thing is, too, now they might go – now that they have a lefty on the mat, I heard they might have an all lefty, all righty lineup. So they might. I've heard Curry. Curry threw something out like you're going to throw IKF at third, then Peraza at second, maybe Cabrera at short. So that I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, but I know Stanton. Stanton's numbers against Valdez are ridiculous. That's good. And Valdez I mean, is yeah, not Fram- good against consistent. the Yankees. Framber's consistent, but. Yeah. I think Sevy will push through today. I think I could see them squeaking out today. Today's a game where it could happen, but yeah. I don't know. It's, they it's, need then, today, and then they need to take both need, at yeah. home. They need yeah. both at home. They need it. They need it. And now your Steelers too. I mean, are you a Kenny guy or a Mitch guy? I think I'm a Kenny guy. Yeah, I'm of course a you're a Kenny guy. I, I mean, every obviously, like, it's a Kenny guy. Yeah. Right <laughs> Listen, dude. Like Mitch did something crazy last week. It was awesome to watch. But Kenny's the future. I like the way he carries himself. He's got some swagger to him. He's got small hands, though. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> compensate other ways. That's what they all say. You got small hands. Small hands. He's got small hands. All right, so let's focus on the task at hand here. UFC 280. This is one of, if not the biggest UFC card of the year. Um, Charles Oliveira and Islam Mahakchev for the lightweight title. Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw for the bantamweight title. And a huge three-rounder between Petr Jan and Sean O'Malley, likely going to be the number one contender for that Bantamweight, for the next Bantamweight yep. title fight. So let's just dive into it right away. Jan and O'Malley, who you got? <laughs> uh, as much as I want this fight to be close, uh, it's going to start off first round. Sean's going to look pretty good because Peter's a slow starter. But I think Peter's going to have Sean O'Malley's head on the canvas in round two by a knockout. I think he the pressure is going to be too much. Sean's never fought anyone like this, and I think Peter's just going to overwhelm this guy. Yeah, that's a, I thought so too because I mean, Petter Jan's former former UFC former bantamweight champion got screwed in the got screwed in the unification fight in my opinion, yeah. and also got screwed by that dif- disqualification. But hmm. I, I I I really don't know because O'Malley he 
He's tall. He's tall for a bantamweight. He's tall for he's a guy tall. that weighs hundred. That weighs one hundred thirty-five. Look what he did to Sandhagen. You know that like, is true. Sandhagen's a tall guy, very skilled. You know, great striker, also a badass. But like, in my opinion, I think Sugar Sean's a lesser Sandhagen. Yeah. I think Peter does exactly what he did to Sandhagen to Sean O'Malley, but in three rounds this time. I think he's going to overwhelm him. Yeah, because uh, I don't Jan. I'm not Jan. O'Malley hasn't really faced anyone like Jan. Like, as far as I can remember, his like tough. Like, who has been his toughest opponent? Pedro Munoz, and he didn't yeah. even show anything except a good eye poke. Yeah, that, basically <laughs> that's what happened. But any props for the fight? Like, I know there are a lot of ga- a lot of gamblers, but I mean, a lot of I, I don't well, see a so take up to take. You don't see a takedown think- happening. Ooh. No, not at all. I think Peter Jan's going to want to bash this guy's face in. He doesn't like him. There's animosity. Um, I The only bet I would place here is honestly the Peter Jan money line. And unless you're doing a parlay, then I don't see a reason to bet on this. Yeah. Well, there's some other props too, like Jan by T. Like there's one. Well, this one's perfect. FanDuel has Peter Jan by TKO, by knockout TKO or submission at plus 320. Also, Peter Jan by... KO, TKO, or on points at minus 230, or by submission on points at minus 125. Those double chances are... Those are my favorites. Those are my favorite favorite ones to do. All right, so Petr Jan takes down Sean O'Malley. Next up, Bantamweight title fight. Aljamain Sterling taking on TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw Sterling coming in at minus 175. Dillashaw at plus 145. This has been a career resurgence for TJ Dillashaw after he got banned for a year from EPO. But I don't, I don't think so. I think Sanhagen won that last fight. I think TJ got his little juice head body yeah. banged up in that fight. I think Aljo's going to backpack this man and choke him out. Ooh. I just, I really can't stand that little juice head TJ. And, <laughs> you know, when you, you do you're not an that, alpha. You're not big on team alpha male. Well, he's not. He's either. not, he's not he's with them anymore. He's not with them anymore. Um. I don't know, man. I just don't like the way he carries himself. But, you know, he's a skilled guy. I respect him for at this age doing what he's doing. But I think he took way too much damage in that last fight. Just had shoulder surgery. His knees are banged up. I Aljo's fresh. He's in the best shape he's been in. That ground game is disgusting. Um, I just see him taking TJ's back at some point in this fight. And when he gets that back, he's not going to let it go. So, all right. I think it'll I mean, be a good I, fight. I, I it'll do. be a very good fight. I do think it'd be a good fight, but I think Aljo gets his back at some point, and once he gets that back, it's done. Yeah. Um, any props you like, or Aljo by submission. Aljo by submission. Whenever you can get, you can Aljo get that at plus. You can get that at plus five hundred on Fanduel. That's yeah, a very Aljo that's a submission. very good value there because the books are saying that this is going to go to decision. Wally thinks the opposite. I, I trust I, I trust you on this one. I, I trust you on this one. Thank you. I, I'll I'll go against Vegas. I'll go against <laughs> Vegas. And then <laughs> third uh, the third big fight on the main card is definitely the main event. Charles Oliveira taking on Islam Mahachev. Oliveira, ever since he's been champion, slight favorite in those fights, but now he's facing Mahachev, who's only had one loss in his U- UFC career. Mahachev oh, opens at minus one seventy five. Oliveira is no, at no, plus no. 145. Oliveira has always been the underdog since he's been a champ. That Everyone is true. 
Gaethje was going to be too powerful. Everyone thought Poirier was too well-rounded. I, I said that wrong. That's what I, uh, I said that very wrong. <laughs> and I think this is – I love Charles Oliveira. Like, honestly, he's probably my favorite fighter on the roster. Like, dude's a badass. What he went through, uh, it's awesome to see where he is. I, I, I hope he wins. I do. And I think what I'm going to say here is going to sound biased because I really like him. I do think Charles Oliveira is going to win. Um, in what way, I don't know. What I like, though, about Oliveira is his forward pressure. Never stops going forward. And that's a really good thing to have against a wrestler like Makachev. Yeah. Especially a guy who's not a very good striker. Where Oliveira definitely has the advantage there. He's pushing forward in the clinch with those knees, the elbows, the great sharp hooks that he throws. I could see him uh, clipping Makachev and, like Gaethje, choking him out on the ground at some point. But I think Oliveira wins this fight. So if Oliveira does not make weight, because he didn't make weight last time, Ah. his last fight against Gaethje, the backup is the featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky. And Dana White has made it very clear – He's made it very clear. So before we get the prediction, well, you said Oliver was going to win. But if whoever wins this, they said that whoever wins this fight is getting Alex Alex Volkanovsky for a a unification title. For a unification fight. I can't fucking speak. A unification fight. (laughs) A unification fight against whoever, against Volkanovsky. What do we think of that? Because that's fucking insane. I love Volk, dude. He's a little humble midget. I love him. He's awesome. But, ah, man, I think uh, – so yeah, I was talking to my friend actually the other day, and I think this is how it goes, and it's going to sound very casual of me. Um, if Volk faces Makachev, I think Volk gets gobbled up. On the, he's just going to get wrestled to death. I think Makachev's just going to mess him up. Oliveira poses a little bit of a better competition for Volkanovski because Oliveira has some uh, – defensive deficiencies in his striking and Volk has some of the best striking on the UFC roster underrated, but super sharp, super technical. He's very smart. I think the fight with Oliveira would be much closer than the fight with Makachev. Yeah. It's just like, I, I was before the Ortega fight, I was so down on Volkanovsky. And then I Mm -hmm. saw him break out of that triangle and I was like, you know what? Okay. Like this is, like he's a t- like, he's a top five guy. That's what I mean. Like with, I see the or- Ortega fight and Oliveira. Like they both pose the, like very similar threats. Obviously, like Oliveira is definitely a better striker and he's more forward. But like the jujitsu threats there. But Volkanovski showed he can defend it very well. And yeah. I, I don't know. I just it, I think that fight's much closer than the Makachev fight. But yeah. I still think Oliveira beats Makachev. I'm gonna go with the opposite. I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna go with Mahachev, but okay. I really think that I think Islam is coached by one of the greatest fighters of all time in Khabib. I think that those Dagestani's they know what the fuck they're doing. Like they're different, yeah. they're different breeds. Mm-hmm. Like they literally like they wrestle they wrestle bears. <laughs> like come yeah. on. Like they wrestle with Grizzly no, no, I'm not taking anything away. He's a monster. And the program he's in, uh, I believe AKA, very good team. Yeah. Javier Mendez is a phenomenal coach. Khabib's obviously in his corner, so he's bringing some different knowledge. Charles Oliveira comes out of an, another very well 
you know, accomplished team in shootbox. I mean, there's, they've pushed out tons of Brazilian legends out of that gym too. Yeah. It's a battle of good teams, good fighters. I mean, it's a great fight. Honestly, I think it's 50-50. I'm rooting for Oliveira, so therefore I think Oliveira is going to win. It's really up to who you root for, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Uh, before we – so I know we're talking about the current pay-per-view going on Saturday, but I want to get your thoughts on the rumored fight that could go down in December. Mm-hmm. John Jones, Stipe Miocic in December. Yes. Um Man, I love Stipe, but oh, he's gonna John get his Jones, ass kicked. <laughs> if John Jones does what he does and what he did at lightweight and is able to bring that over to heavyweight in some way, that guy is spectacular. And as much of a piece of crap as that guy is, yeah, you know, with everything he's done, he's one of the most entertaining people to watch, and he's so goddamn good. And like the crazy wow. thing is too, like you look at. You look at the other UFC fighters, like that have been suspended for eat for steroids, like PEDs, all that. You look at their record, before, like look at Johnny Hendricks. Like Johnny Hendricks was up there with George St. Pierre, all of that, and then he got busted for steroids, and then he had, was terrible since. John Jones got put on a scuffle by Paulo Costa. That was awesome. Yeah, and then you look at John Jones gets busted for PEDs, and then comes back exactly the same. Was it PEDs specifically? It was more so the fact that he was just doing blow. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. It was, it was a lot that. of recreational drugs that he was partaking yes. in. <laughs> some, uh, he, I believe he did take in some PEDs, but his, his main downfall is he liked to hit the slopes a little bit and was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he loved the snow. He loved the snow. Loved it. <laughs> he loved the snow. Um, loved it. What are. So. Obviously, the three the three fights on the card, on uh, the big three that we just talked about. What I also about some... would like to point out: there's one uh, underdog fight that I think is going to blow some people's heads off uh, when they watch it, and I think it's the fight. But before those three and Dariush and Gamrot, I was I was just going to mention that fight is a barn burner. I think you get two guys who can wrestle, two guys who are nonstop, and because they can both wrestle. They're going to be able to stuff each other's takedowns, and it's going to be on the feet. It's going to be a – I think that fight's going to be a banger. Yeah, that so, – Benil's always been – yeah. Gamrot favored, minus 190, Dariush plus 160. Dariush has been – Dariush, he was on that big win streak, or is he still on that win streak? He's still. He's still. Gamrot is a dog, man. That guy – I watched his last fight with uh, Armin Saryukian. In that main event, and that guy's a beast too. But Gamrod is just never stops, man. And the guy's wrestling is top notch. Pressure's crazy. That's a great fight. Yeah, another fight that I'm looking at. I love it on the on the uh, the featured prelim. Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady. Sean Brady, an undefeated 15 and 0, going up against Bilal Muhammad, who's picked up some pretty good wins. It's a battle it, of wet blankets, it, basically. <laughs> These guys <laughs> just like to lay on each other. Um, I would like uh, Sean Brady, but Bilal, just because Bilal Muhammad is just so goddamn boring. But so is Sean Brady. But I would like to see an undefeated challenger with a guy with the uh, jujitsu that Brady has, the wrestling that he has. It'd be a pretty cool uh, competition in the title uh, picture. Would be cool to see. Yeah. So yeah, basically, if he, if Brady is able to win this one, he can. It's only it's only up from there. Basically, yeah, Bilal's, pretty much. I mean, he's in the Bilal's top five. Yeah, Bilal's picked up big wins over Wonderboy. Didn't he just 
you just Booty smacked just, Luke at. Yeah, Vicente Luke. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, he's yeah. So if Brady's able to take down Muhammad, I, he's definitely going to be seeing some main card fights. Definitely in the title picture. Um, some other fights out there: uh, Volkan Ozmir and Nikita Krylov at light heavyweight. Banger. That that's going to be a banger. I know that's that for sure. Uh, um, if I can find. Uh, Krylov opens at minus one ninety four. Ozmir at plus one fifty. That sounds like a steal to me. I like Volkan in that fight. Really, Volkan's got the heavy hands. I don't know. It's something about Volkan Ozdemir. I, I like him. All I right. like the way he goes about it. Another um, uh, that other fight that I like. Um, he's kind of under the radar. Kyle Brahalio. He's the uh, fight after that one. He is a badass little Brazilian dude. Trains uh, yes. with, he trains with Hamzat. He just won his last two fights in decision, but dominant decisions. Um, that's a guy to watch out for in the middleweight division for sure. Ooh. All right. For you casuals, this is for you guys. <laughs> Write it down, Terrence. <laughs> oh, it I'm, down. Taking, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. He opens at uh, – Minus two fifteen, uh, Muradov at minus at plus one sixty four. So definite three round fights. I don't know. They technically sometimes they go the distance. Is he more of like a decision yeah. guy? Yeah, uh, he'll grind. He's a grinder. Yeah, good fighter. He does it all. It'll be a good fight. Yeah, another grinder fight too, that fights start at ten o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that is true. Up and early. Oh yeah, Still they're in Abu Dhabi. Here. Oh yeah, they're in Abu Dhabi. That's right. That's gonna be to watch. I know. Do you remember the last one that was in Abu Dhabi? It was free, and I got it in, like, perfect HD. Yeah, it was the Blahovich uh, Tixera <laughs> card. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a good I card. Didn't, I didn't think Glover, Glover was going to mess him up like that. That was crazy. I didn't know either. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, Another fight that I like on the prelims. This is a name that everyone's going to recognize. Well, the last name at least. Abubakar Nurmagomedov. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name that he's of uh, the guy that he's facing because that's a lot of vowels. Um, <laughs> Godzi Omar Godziev. Close. <laughs> All right, I think you got it. But was I actually? Yeah. Holy shit! All yeah, right, Godzi Omar Godziev. Yeah, sure. That's good. Just say it fast. It sounds better. It sounds better. Yeah. Omar Gadziev. and confidently, and it sounds like he got it perfect. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I said it with confidence, yeah, no doubt. There would not be there would not be like an interruption like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Nurmagomedov. <laughs> Nurmagomedov at 16-3-1. He is coming. I, there's too many of them. So I'm trying to like there's think so of. Many. There's so many. I'm trying to think of. Who he's he faced? Fought, yeah, uh, he's he coming. I mean, they're kind of just like feeding it, oh. like giving it, you know, nothing too crazy. They want to build him up. Yeah, he hasn't fought since 2021 because his fight in July got canceled. Canceled. Um, yep. on the other hand, he is. He lost his UFC debut to Brahal. Oh, so this is okay. Yeah, so and he's going make- down weight. He was a uh, middleweight. Now he's going down to welterweight against some uh, Nurmagomedov. So that doesn't sound too good. Yeah, that does not God, sound. Doesn't that doesn't sound good, good at all. Um, no. Are we so for for Nurmagomedov? Always we think submission. So are we thinking decision submission? I did. It's, it's going to end on the ground. Whether it's him just 
hammer fisting him until he dies or something. It's going to be some crazy thing like that. Um, it's hammer fist or submission, one of the two. All that's right. how those guys. That's how those guys work. But, yeah, I mean, that's how they all work. Um, yeah. All right. So you mentioned your parlay earlier. So what? So we'll get this. On, we'll get this on the account. We'll we'll tag you. We'll do the whole right. the whole ten yards. What is the parlay for this Saturday? Hold on, I gotta pull it up. Um, so I'm like in between, obviously. Like I've been thinking a lot. I want to go for like the big bucks and really bet on some like crazy props. Um, I'm definitely I'm taking the Gamrot money line. I'm betting on the the four uh, featured fights. Sorry to Caitlin Chukagan and Manette Perot. I'm not betting on a women fight. Sorry. Um, I'm doing the uh, Gamrot money line. Okay. I'm doing the hold on, hold on. Uh, Peter Yan money line. I don't okay. want the two TKO thing because I don't know what round is going to happen in. Uh, Aljo by submission. Okay. And then. Uh, Oliveira money line. Okay, I can see I can see Oliveira winning, but I do think I just think that it's Islam. 50, it's fifty fifty. It's 50/50. it's really a toss up because now the now the lightweight Oliveira. So I'm rooting for Oliveira. All right, it's just crazy how far this lightweight division has come now, because literally oh. there was stacked yeah. so yeah, much it's, it's, talent. I know. Um, I'm trying to. Th- I'll think of. I'll toss up a parlay right now. Why not? <laughs> Screw it. Um, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go Sean Brady money line. Interesting. And what was your guy's name? The Brazilian. Brahalio. Yeah, Brahalo. I'm gonna go by points. Okay. Because Muradov's at 27 and five. I mean, he's. He's pretty good. No, he's yeah. no joke. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go. Stan's going to bet the house on Caitlin Chukagian. I'm not. <laughs> I respect. I, I've. The one women's fight that I bet on was the Nama Yunus Esparza fight. And I. That was. Yeah. I that was an. That, that was an experience. We'll so, Chukagian has won me money before. Yes. Chukagian's a great fighter. I mean. Great fighter. She's former a gatekeeper number one. That- Great yeah. yeah, former number one contender for the flyweight title, but are we towards the back nine of her career now, or, or is it? I don't think so. I think she's a solid gatekeeper for that division. Oh, wait, didn't she just fight Valentina? She, she I... just uh, no, no, she's been um, she's on a streak. She just beat uh, Amanda Rebus, Jennifer Maya, Viviana Araujo, Calvillo. I mean, oh, she's, she's on four. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. No, she's right. she's no slouch. She's the number one contender still. She's been number one for a long time. Yeah, uh, well, Valentina's coming off that fight against Santos, which he... Uh, close that, fight. Very close, close fight. fight. Close that fight. That was scary. Some be- yeah. some even think... I watched that fight back. I thought Santos should have won that. Yeah. I only needed to I, watch it once. I wasn't going to watch it twice. Well, I mean, that's true. But, I mean, Valentina's <laughs> just a fucking... Valentina's... Valentina's She's a fucking assassin. Yeah, she's um, cool. yeah so we're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go Sean Brady, Baraljo. Then we're going to go. Fuck it. Give me TJ Dillashaw. I feel it. I have no analysis. I just feel it. <laughs> okay. I respect I, that. And then we're going to go. 
We're going to go Islam by just Islam by submission. You think he submits Bolivaro? Wow. Actually, no, I take wow. that back. Islam by points. Islam yeah, by points. I, I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> wow, that's crazy bad. money, though. Yeah, but I, I would man, win some I crazy money. But I, I really. Crazy. This is definitely going to change as I do more research. Oh, yeah. No, mine is very. Yeah. I do like the Aljo submission. Yeah, Aljo. Uh, Aljo I like the Aljo submission. And I like how it's at like plus 500 at wherever. Oh, like, yeah. That, oh, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know, but TJ's an experienced fight. I don't know. That, that, again, this card's like full of toss ups. <laughs> like, there's really no. This card's awesome. I can't wait to wake up at like 11 on a Saturday, just like parched. <laughs> Fresh off the houses. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Fresh out of the townhouses, waking up. Yep. I know. Um, next. Next month's card's going to be even more ridiculous, and we're definitely going to have you back on for that one. It's going to be at the Garden, Poirier and Chandler, Adesanya Pereira. Adesanya against his daddy. Oh, I can tell you're a Pereira guy. You don't get finished by a man twice and not call him your father, bro. That is true. Yeah, Terrence, this guy, this guy that Adesanya's fighting is like the only guy that's like ever knocked him out. Really? In kickboxing. Yeah, glory, in uh, kick- kickboxing. Yeah. <laughs> kickboxing. So now. He's a, he might be the scariest man on the roster, too, Pereira. You ever oh, see that man? Wow. He's frightening. Oh, he's so scary. I was so dumb. I, I, I thought his Sean Strickland Aaron, fight. Bro, look at this guy and tell me that he's not scary. It's a pretty terrifying dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made the mistake. I was one leg short of. A parlay hitting. I had the I had a Frankie Muniz and uh, that's his name, Andre Muniz. Why am I saying Andre Frankie? Muniz? I'm oh, this is, yeah, yeah. Sean <laughs> Strickland. Did you pick Strickland to win? I I had him by points. Yeah. Oh. I I was so dumb, and I was like, you know what? Like I like this. Like Strickland, like more experienced, like in MMA. Like Pereira is only had. Two- yeah, I came on here. I came on here before that card, and I was saying this. I said if Sean Strickland wants to win this fight, and if he can get it to the ground, he will win because he can wrestle. He does wrestle. Yeah. He refuses to because he wants to go out and be a badass and be really dope. But meanwhile, he's standing there, like saying to Pereira, "Literally hit me." So once I saw that, I was like, "He's done. Isn't that what?" <laughs> I didn't listen. I didn't listen, obviously. I was so close. I literally had I was Andre Muniz and uh, Uriah Hall to go over one and a half rounds. I had Ian Gary money line. I had Adesanya to win by decision, which he did, and then fucking Sean Strickland money line to get knocked out. In spectacular fashion, too. Oh, it was one of the best knockouts I've seen all year. But sick. I, 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 I'm still kind of... I'm, I've ever seen. I'm kind of I'm still haunted by that. I I just have to say, like every every gambling law, every dramatic gambling loss I have, yeah. I, I I'll just remember it for the rest of my life. Like last night when I had the Cavs, the Cavaliers plus two and a half, and then they were down one, and Toronto had the ball, and at the buzzer they just dunk it to make it a three point game for fun. Because yeah, fuck exactly. yeah. because they said that's fuck it. you, Stan. That's why. Yeah. I just I. That's brutal. 
my day will come. My my day. My, one of these days, I'm gonna Saturday hit like an, days, Saturday yeah. is the day. One Saturday of these days, I'm just gonna hit like a five legger and be golden. Oh, bro, you gotta do the uh, Saturday college football nine leg parlays. $5, oh yeah, eight hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I'll figure oh, it out. I'll, I'll figure yeah, it out. It's right. gonna hit. It's gonna hit for Monday, Stan. You're getting oh, there. I'll, oh, I'll Feel get it. there. My my time will come. A, a winner is a loser that kept on going. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's what fair. it is. That's what Very it is. Good. All right, Wally, we thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure. We're going to see you next month in November. We're going to be previewing next month's card. Next month's card at the Garden. That's going to be might be even card of the year. After this great. one is going to be card of the year, but we'll we'll see what happens. All right, Wally, we thank you for coming on. Go Saints. I will definitely see you around. All right. Thank you, boys. Phenomenal segment interview, whatever you want to call it, with our UFC expert, Wally Klein. We will see him next month when the UFC goes to the Garden, so that should be fun. Be sure to check out UFC 280 on Saturday in Abu Dhabi. All right. What I saw. So remember how last episode, Terrence, I forgot what my what I saw was? Yes, sir. Well, I finally figured it out. Let's hear it. I finally figured it out. Um, do you know how on draft on like DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, that all those sports books, they have uh-huh. boosts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, they'll take like something with like a shitty odd, like something with shitty odds, and that, but then like boost it to like plus one fifty or whatever, so you win yeah, one yeah. at least have like a positive out of it. So on Monday Night Football, when the Chargers played the Broncos. Justin Herbert to throw one touchdown on DraftKings went from minus eight hundred to plus one hundred. Justin Herbert did not throw a touchdown, and this is my lesson to you people on on these books: oh my do not bet on boosts. They are just ways to take your money. They are just ways to take your money. I wonder how much money they made off that. A lot, probably a lot, a lot. And I just thought of a second what I saw. Terrence, it is officially time to stop the uh, always about Duke. Always comes back to Duke because countdown to craziness is tonight. <laughs> basketball is back. Duke okay. basketball is back tonight. So I'm very excited about that. I'm thrilled. Terrence, <laughs> you're what I saw. I think we all know where this is going, guys. I know where this is going. Today was the day. Midnight's finally the day we have all been waiting for. Oh yes, the Swifties. I thought, I, I thought it was a great album. It, it was good. I listened to it. It was. It, it, Stan, it was. Want, it was good. I, I want to hear your top three. My top three, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, my top three. I don't even know like the names of the songs yet. Um. Can I go in no order? Do I have to go in order? Uh, no order. No order. No order? Okay. Yeah. We're going to go... We're going to go... God, this is tough. Because I have four. <laughs> I have four, and I don't four. think... Give me the four. Right, four. Give me the four. Okay, yeah. We're going to go anti-hero, yeah. snow on the beach, you're on your own, kid, in question. That was my top four. Question was one of the two songs that I did not like. What was the other I, one? It was... um. What was it? Oh, 
Now I gotta look. It was, I think it was like the rain one. Oh, uh, Midnight Rain. Um, yeah, I didn't like yeah. that one. It's my all right. Top, my top three were uh, Lavender Haze, Karma, and Maroon. Okay. Uh, all right. One of these days, when we have like the summer segments when there's nothing on, I thought of something that we could do. We could do like a top five list. I'm with that. Of like anything. So I'm like top, so with that. Top five movies, top five TV shows, top five top five Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so down for that. Yeah, we, we, we could do that. We could do that. All right. The Taylor well, Swift one, to... I'm, I'm going to need like three months ahead notice. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Fun fact of the day. Uh, I do want to say shout out to Damon O'Keefe, big Niners fan. I know he's happy about Christian McCaffrey. Um, why do people rub their chopsticks together? So like the ones that you need to break the one. So like the ones that you need to like break apart. Uh huh. So yeah, the ones that you need to break apart. So some people rub them together as a matter of course. But this is only needed if the chopsticks are so cheap that they are splintery. So in order, so you so if you break them, it prevents splinters. Got it. The more you know. The more you know. The more the more you know. The more you know. All right, that (laughs) is gonna wrap things up today. That's gonna wrap things up today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Be sure to to subscribe to our YouTube and like our videos on YouTube. Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars only. It'll help us out tremendously. Enjoy your football Sunday. Enjoy your college football Saturday. Go Giants. The hope for six and one continues. And we go go Yankees. (laughs) Fuck Aaron Boone. Fuck Aaron Boone. (laughs) Fuck Aaron Boone. Fuck Brian Cashman. And we (laughs) will see you guys on Tuesday. All right. Peace out, guys.